Hey everybody, what's happening? How's life treating you? All's good? I certainly can't complain, although there's about three to four inches of snow on the ground as I record this on Monday, April 2nd. All I have to say is that Mother Nature better bring that same energy come June through October with 85 to 90 degree weather. That's right, I said it. 85 to 90 degree weather. I'm tired of this nonsense. Dying to wear short sleeves, a light jacket, just sick and tired of snow, cold, scarves, heavy coats. Please, let's give it up. All right. Now that I've warmed up for my Reels rant later on, I can get on to the real reason for this podcast. Uh, overall, life is fantastic. I'm alive. Everything's great, people. I'm able to deliver another episode of the J Reels podcast. So welcome or welcome back. I appreciate you taking the time out to download and listen to what I have to say about what's going on in the world of sports. This week, I have two themes. The first is that, in my opinion, April is the best sports month of the year. I get that others may say October with the NFL and college football in full swing, uh, both the start of the NHL and NBA seasons, and of course, the Major League Baseball postseason. But April has two postseasons, not one, two, ready to embark on the next champion of their respective sports, of course, the NBA and NHL. A national championship game, which is tonight in San Antonio between Villanova and Michigan. And funny enough, yesterday you had a crazy end to the women's NCAA championship game with Notre Dame beating Mississippi State at the buzzer. Thank God Connecticut didn't win another championship. Sick and tired of Gino Oriema and his crew always winning, which seems like year after year. Baseball, as we know, one weekend in the books, full swing, although today's Yankee home opener is snowed out. Crazy as that may sound. You have the Masters coming up on Thursday with the return of Tiger Woods. If he happens to be at the top of the leaderboard come Sunday, the whole country will be glued to that as he tries to win his first major in almost 10 years. That's right, 10 years. He won the U.S. Open in June of 2008 when he defeated Rocco Mediate in that playoff, which was a classic. Tiger pretty much on one knee, and ever since then it's just been downhill. But Tiger looking to regain another green jacket, so it'll be interesting to see how he performs this coming weekend down in Augusta. Later in the month, you'll have all the excitement of the NFL draft, especially in this town, where the Giants and Jets are both selecting with the number twos and three picks, respectively, in the first round of the NFL draft. Too bad it's not in New York, as it'll be in Dallas. It had been in New York for so many years up until recently. I think two years ago or three years ago it was in Chicago for back-to-back years. Then last year, Philly, now in Dallas. Could you imagine what the excitement, the hoopla would have been if it was at Radio City uh, for this coming 2018 draft, which will be on April the 26th. Uh, I can't even recall both the Jets and Giants drafting that high in a NFL draft or in an NFL draft in the same year in God knows how long. So that's uh, pretty remarkable in that regard. So with the MLB getting started, the Final Four, NBA, NHL postseason kicking off, the Masters, the NFL draft, can't get any better than that. That's why, to me, April's the best of the sports calendar, plus it's spring. Although you wouldn't know that's the case around here in the Northeast, especially today. All right, now for my rant. I'm going to call these segments the Reels rant, R-E-E-L-Z, of course. Uh, they may just pop up unexpectedly. You may get a, an emergency podcast where I just need to rant about something, whether something happened in the world of sports or, God forbid, one of my teams. Uh, so I'll add them either to the end of a podcast or just have a podcast dedicated to a rant, kind of similar to this one. If you recall last month, I had that mini rant on the Houston Rockets when they were on that uh, 16-game winning streak, and quite a few people were punching their tickets to the NBA Finals. But this time around, my beef was with John Sterling, the radio voice of the New York Yankees and his signature home run calls, in particular for newcomer Giancarlo Stanton, who hit two on opening day back on Thursday. 
Now, let me preface this by saying that I have nothing against John Sterling or Michael Kay, for that matter, despite the latter is just as unlistenable as Sterling. Uh, this has everything to do with their craft, so I'm not knocking them as people or personally. Obviously, I never met either one of those two gentlemen, but again, this comes down to them broadcasting the game, and in particular, Sterling with the home run calls. First off, when I'm in the car, and case in point, like Thursday, the Mets had played at 1 o'clock. Their game was already over. I happened to be in the car around 6 o'clock as I was driving to an appointment. So I want to turn on the Yankees. I want to listen to them. You know, obviously, I got to keep myself abreast of what's going on, not only just in sports, but especially here in my backyard. So whether I'm at home or, in this case, in the car, I want to be able to listen to John Sterling broadcast the game. And as we all know, John, let's face it, it's all about him making that signature call. It's all about the, it is high, it is far. We all know he's waiting for that. So when it comes to describing or depicting what is going on in the baseball game, as far as where the players are positioned on the field in a certain situation, or the description of a ball that's being hit down the line, how does it carry him, where does it carry him, everything is after the fact with John Sterling. I understand you're not going to be so on point that you're going to be very descriptive with every single detail, every singular moment, because even though Sterling has been doing this forever, and now he goes back to doing hockey games with the Islanders, and then remember those Atlanta Braves, TBS, Sports Station days. And he's been with the Yankees since 89, and I know he's part of the fabric of this organization for what he does, but you don't get the full detail listening on the radio that you're trying to picture in your head when it comes to John Sterling. Does he get a pass considering that he's been doing this forever and that he could pretty much, you know, has uh, full autonomy for what he does in the broadcast booth considering he calls all nine innings? All right, I get that. He's not a young whippersnapper where he's going to reel off stats or he's going to describe each play-by-play, pinpoint, accurate, and succinct. I get that too. But here we go. As far as the home run calls are concerned, now Stanton obviously was a little bit of a mystery. I know during the exhibition season he did say a Stantonian blast or a Stantonian home run, whatever it was, which that sounds kind of cool. But everybody was wondering with bated breath what his home run call was going to be. And, of course, I can't play this back since I don't have the rights to the Yankee radio audio broadcast. But he came out and he said, Giancarlo, non si pu star Paolo. Now, of course, I'm butchering the whole phrase. But in Italian, he was trying to translate Giancarlo as far as him not being stopped or he can't be stopped. We know the name is Italian in Giancarlo. And again, it's not Giancarlo. Mr. Sterling, if you recall last year during the All-Star break, and I understand he was a little bit annoyed because the game was in Miami, obviously the team that he used to play on at the Marlins, played in that stadium, etc. And a couple of the reporters kept referring to him as Giancarlo, and at one point you could tell he was annoyed. He said, my name is not Giancarlo, it's Giancarlo. So when Sterling says Giancarlo, "Eh," that's wrong, and I hope – Stanton does correct him on that at some point if he hasn't done so already. Number one. Number two, we know his name is Italian, but guess what? Stanton is not Italian. I'm not trying to get to his whole, you know, his racialness. We all know he's mixed. Again, we're not trying to be so PC here that he can't come up with an Italian phrase. If you want to come up with a Spanish, French, whatever it is, that's perfectly fine. To me, it just doesn't fit. And it's almost as if that he waited all winter to come up with this, I totally didn't get it. 
So between not pronouncing his name properly, number one, number two, the call, I think it's awful. And also, I think these calls, most of these home run calls are tired. And quite frankly, they also even contrived. Because if you got to come up with some Italian phrase, which I understand as we get through the spring into the summer, and if the Yankees are planning on a long October, you're going to get used to it. It's going to grow on you. You're going to love it. But to me, it's just a waste. You know, when you look back at those Yankee teams, especially in the 90s, you know, the Burn Baby Burns, the uh, Giambino. Uh, I think he had some. He had one for everybody, but a lot of those are eluding me right now, and I'm sure if I were to really sit here and think deep about a lot of those home run calls, oh, an A-bomb from A-Rod. That, that's a great one. That's classic. Yeah, I get it. But now, you know, when Mark share was there, a text message or the Sanchino for Sanchez. I mean, give me a break. You know, I mean, come on. Really? And that's not to knock to uh, Mark Teixeira or Gary Sanchez. But again, they're just tired. They're really contrived. It's like he's making these, either he's trying too hard to come up with the perfect home run call or they just seem to be contrived. Like, I have to come up with something, so here it is. And when you get it, it to me, it just falls short. It's just a dud. And before you make this out to be an anti-Yankee thing, people, because everybody knows I'm a huge Met fan, this is an anti-Yankee. Now, again, I'm just talking about it from listening to it from a professional standpoint. We understand this isn't Vince Gully, Ernie Harwell, Kurt Gowdy. Get that. And that's not to say that Sterling doesn't belong in those ranks considering he's been doing this for a long time. But let's face it. No one's going to confuse John Sterling for Vince Gully. I'm sorry. That's all there is to it. Sterling has great pipes. We know the voice. It's great. It's distinct. I get that. But... When you have those guys that I mentioned in the past, even Mel Allen, who were just great broadcasters, and I don't want to hear, well, come on, Jay Reels, it's 2018, you got to give him a break, or hey, he's an old guy. Well, I'm sorry. I understand that part of it is being entertaining, you want to be engaging, it's those calls that all the Yankee fans rally around, and you know what, I'll give it up if Sterling came out with a great call, or Sterling came up with something that's really creative, I'm like, you know what, I got to give him credit for that, no doubt. This is not the case when it comes to these home run calls, not just for Giancarlo, but just for any of the guys. I just mentioned Mark Teixeira, Gary Sanchez. I think in Gary's rookie year, Gary is scary. All right. You know, it didn't take him that long, I'm sure, to figure that out. But guess what? Gary Sanchez is a scary hitter when he comes to the plate. I mean, we all know he's in scoring position every time he steps into the batter's box. But for Sterling to just overdo it, And knowing what I've grown up with as far as listening to either a signature home run call or just being descriptive as far as watching the game through his eyes and obviously being able to listen to that, you just don't get that with him. You know, he's just waiting at the edge of his seat for that it is high, it is far. And we all know that a lot of those calls either have been foul or caught at the track or, oh, we didn't have a monitor so we couldn't really see that. No, 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 no. Sorry, that's not going to fly with me. People are going to say, Reels, you're just talking again as a Met fan hating on the Yankees. No, because when Ralph Kiner, may God rest his soul, when Ralph Kiner was doing a lot of these Met games, especially later on in his career, he needed to be put out the pasture. Let's face it. His, one of his classic calls on Father's Day is, hey, to all the fathers out there, happy birthday. Oh, geez. Ralph, hey, come on. And nobody's, nobody's saying that Sterling has to retire, that he needs to give it up. He needs to give up the home run calls. I get that, but people, get a clue. If you've listened to baseball 
and have watched baseball, if you're 15, 20 years younger, I get it. You're not going to look at it from that standpoint, and that's fine. But just hear me out when I tell you that if you got to stretch to make that call, and what I mean by stretch is just like say, oh, I'm going to think long and hard about what this call is and then fall up short like that, no, no, no. It's time to give it up. It's time to do something else. It's time to even give a different home run call. Hey, you just want to say a Stantonian blast. That's fine. Nobody has to go over the top at every home run call. Nobody has to come up with the perfect home run call. Let it come natural. So to me, that's where the contrived part comes because that quote or whatever that Giancarlo, whatever that is, I mean, please, nobody wants to hear that. I don't. And even if Sterling was doing that for the Met broadcast, they'd be like, you know what? You got to give that up, John. Sorry. Because then to kick it up another level, one of the biggest homers of all time, or probably the biggest, are the Celtic broadcast. I know, understand nobody in New York cares about that. But with everybody having the league pass and having access to watching all these games, I'm sure if anybody came across the Celtic game and you listen to the home broadcast with Mike Gorman and Tommy Heinsohn, if there's no blood, no foul, then why make a call? You know, if you breathe on a guy, you know, oh, I can't believe they called that. That's typical Tommy Heinsohn. And Gorman to an extent. And I don't like that. I can't stand it. Nobody wants to hear the homerism that much. And I understand there's going to be tensions of it throughout the broadcast. I get that. That's not a problem. That's almost expected in this day and age. But when it's just blatant, over the top, and just too much to the point where it's tired, I'm sorry. It's time to just go ahead and either go back to a regular home run call, or if you want to try to save it for a dramatic call, do that. But for every little... Everybody that comes through. I, I can imagine what Brandon Drury's home run call was. And I'm sure that that had to be one to forget. Point blank. Now, I know people are going to say, oh, hey, Jay Reels, oh, who made you judge jury and executioner on how the broadcast should be called on TV, radio? All right, fine. But guess what? I've watched a zillion ball games. You know, I already mentioned Vince Scully, Kirk Gowdy. You know, I listen to those guys. And especially when you're watching the NBA, you listen to Mike Breen. Breen is impeccable. When it comes to his broadcasts, never high, never too low. Yeah, he has a three-point goal. Bang! But that's part of his stick. That's part of it, and it's perfect. Same with Mike Emmerich in the NHL, who, for me, pound for pound, if Mike Emmerich was able to do all the sports, he is fantastic because he is edge of your seat. He calls it like a fan. He calls the excitement. Ed says, now, hockey, please. I I couldn't watch hockey if it was in my own backyard most of the time. And I understand it's all about goals and cups. I get that. But I'll leave that story for another day. But watching Emmerich perform, especially with the postseason upcoming, he doesn't miss a beat. And he's up there in age two. And he had to go through cancer and all that. And he's still pretty much at the top of his game. And the same for Al Michaels. You know, when you watch Sunday Night Football, I understand there's people not going to like Breen or Emmerich or even Al Michaels, but you know what? They deliver time and time again. And we get it that they're not the local broadcast where they have a lot more freedom for them to say what they want to say, whether it is the home run call or to be a homer. I understand that. But you watch Mike Mike Breen do the Nick games. Do you see him going over the top when... You know, Michael Beasley has a 35-point performance or when Porzingis, when he was healthy, you know, was dunking on Giannis or... No, he doesn't go over the top. That's my point, people. And trust me, if the Met announcers were doing the same thing, and I get it, people may look at Keith Hernandez. Oh, he's quirky. Sometimes he stumbles on his words, so on and so on. And he does. We all understand nobody's perfect. 
And I can understand getting on Hernandez to that degree, especially if you're an anti-Met fan. But the one thing about Hernandez, he's honest. And the two things that he hates the most is poor fundamentals because he tells it like it is. And on top of that, if you know it's an extra inning game and he's doing the game, he's going to complain until that final out is made. Hopefully it would be in the 10th inning as opposed to the 18th inning. But again, not trying to make this an anti-Yankee thing or hating on the Yankees. No, it has nothing to do with that. I just happened to be in the car, and the last thing on Sterling, I'll say this. This just drove me crazy to the point where I said, you know what? This is going to be my rant on Monday. So I'm in the car. Uh, Chad Green is pitching. I don't know what inning it was. But Chad Green had uh, first pitch strike, and then the second pitch, I think it was a slider he threw, and it was 0-2. And what did Sterling say? And this is a quote. Sterling said, Whoa, Chad Green is looking like Chad Green. John, what does that mean? I was waiting for him to say Chad Green is looking like Chad Green of last year or last October or we're seeing the second coming here of Chad Green that we saw last year. He didn't say none of that. Like we're supposed to expect him to say or we're as the listener thinking that Okay, Chad Green's looking like Chad Green of last year. So we're filling in his sentences that he couldn't complete on the air. Give me a break. That's when you just know that, uh-uh. And I had to turn, I had to change the station. I couldn't listen to it. I can't. And I understand people are gonna say, geez, you know, give the guy a break, or why it's only a baseball game and getting insensitive. No, I wanna hear quality. I wanna hear that, hey, you could Throw all the bouquets at Chad Green's feet if he's ahead of a batter 0-2 and he's throwing just as wicked stuff as he did last year. But please, don't make the listener have to complete your sentences or think about, well, this is what he exactly means. Chad Green is looking like Chad Green. I swear, people, that's what he said. And it's just awful to think that as a huge baseball fan that I am, and baseball's my first love, when you hear just the... Let's call it as I hear it. When it's just lazy broadcasting and it doesn't even tickle the senses to the point where it's like, wow, he's really describing how he's pitching the way he did last year. Whether he's throwing harder, whether he's throwing faster, slow, whatever it may be. But I tell you, no offense. As I said, I got nothing personal against the guy. He's a great guy, I'm sure. He's funny, you know, and uh, I understand he's trying to get creative and have fun, and he's been doing this forever and a lot longer than I've been on this planet. I get that. But at the rate you're going, Mr. Sterling, these home run calls are not only high and it's far, they should be gone. A couple of quick notes, uh, working on getting a couple of guests, including a longtime NFL cornerback and a very good one at that, who played in back-to-back Super Bowls, just to mention one. Uh, Also trying to schedule J.D. to reunite on the podcast. We've been... Just off with our schedules just to get that recorded to get his take on uh, what's happening in the world of sports. Also reminisce about our days when we were on internet radio at Blog Talk. I also had to put on hold a very special guest to discuss fighting and hockey. But I hope to get that conversation recorded in the weeks to come. So with that, for more information regarding guests, the program, any information, uh, as far as that's concerned, please go to jreels.com for the latest on that. Uh, also, people, please take a moment to subscribe to the J Reels podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spreaker. Uh, feel free to not only provide a rating, but also drop a quick review as it will increase the visibility of the podcast, which in turn will generate a wider audience and also attract more guests onto the program, which is very important. Uh, 
Also, if you'd like to send an email with any thoughts, comments, questions, or dispute John Sterling, his home run calls, or if you think April is not the best month of the sports year, you could do that at uh, thejreelspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you could also banter back and forth on any of my social media accounts, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Uh, Twitter is jreels one Instagram, jreels, and uh, Facebook is the jreels Podcast. I have a page up uh, on Facebook. Uh, as always, people, thank you very much for carving out a few precious moments to download and listen to the program. I'm forever grateful and thankful for your support. Uh, please share with those that may be interested who follow sports, whether it's their casual, the diehard, whatever it may be, because word of mouth is just as important as me posting this up on the internet, social media, my website, etc. From the South Bronx to South Beach to South Central to South Pacific and all points beyond, peace, love, and God bless. Hope to have a guest on next week, maybe even by the end of the week. We'll see, depending on uh, certain people's schedules. But with all that said, people, until next time, on the flip, baby.